I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. And am 86% sure that I'm recording on the right microphone. But we'll keep it at that. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. There you go. It'll be all right. Yeah. Um, World will go up in flames. <laughs> or we'll it's okay if the, if the quality is too bad, then people might not understand if we say names wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess we owe an apology to Karen Allen uh, for the last episode. I at one point, at least at one point, called them Carrie. It is not because they're playing opposite of Harrison Ford and the other more uh, the other Harry, also famous Harrison Ford. Harrison did what did I say? No, I was just like connecting it to Carrie Connor I Carrie. I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. It's not because of Carrie Fisher is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. I, at least I that don't makes think so. It was just a slip of the tongue, but someone let us know about it. It's one of the few comments we've actually Oof. gotten, and, you know, I appreciate it. I was like, okay. I appreciate it, too. Yeah. Okay. Thank that, you for thank the feedback. You for, it's very nice. for letting us know that we said it wrong. Uh, but Also, know that we're dyslexic <laughs> and say names yes, wrong. <laughs> yes, we're very dyslexic, and... <laughs> We could probably do some research ahead of time. Would that be respectful to these people? Probably. Is it disrespectful not to ahead of time? I don't know. We don't have that much nah. time. And, you know, we we did watch the movie. We had that much power. And we don't even have that much to- power. <laughs> Nobody listens to us. Uh, but if you do you like right. what you listen to, you can head down to patreon.com slash green and faceless, sign up to our uh, subscription tiers and everything. And then, the, right. you know, the, the power, the more powerful we grow, the more correct we shall be. Yes. And the more that your <laughs> comments will hurt us kind of so deep. Um, <laughs> oh. Not that we were hurt. Um, but anyhow, I was hurt. I did, I did reach out to them and to see if there was, you know, something that we could be doing. I guess it's get the goddamn names right. Uh, so, <laughs> so here we are. This is a podcast about movies and TV called Green and Faceless on the Couch. And we are here to cap off the Indiana Jones playlist with a brand new movie just came out. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Because somebody looked at the franchise and said, it hasn't been rung dry yet. It needs one more. I need to get it. It needs one more. Some more money needs to be milked from that mad motherfucker. To be fair, four is a weird place to stop. Uh, And also... Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't have happened in the first place. That's true. But uh, (laughs) also, (laughs) it's... it wasn't that great. This is, I will say, up front, an improvement to the last. It, it is. Um, it is better. I, I, I would not use the word improvement. I would just say that it is better. Okay. I don't know why that's not synonymous. Because <laughs> it's also bad. All right. Fair. There are some bad things, but I in general thought i enjoyed myself it might have been 
going back to the theater, you are much used to that That's experience, fair, yeah. unlike myself here uh, in the last few years. Um, however, I will say sitting in the second to front row was not easy on CGI Harrison. No, I, nah. <laughs> it was not it was not easy on CGI Harrison, nor was it easy on my upper back. I'm still oh, fighting yeah. a bit of a pinched nerve in my upper back from craning. It did hurt my neck, which I'm in PT for. But you know, Oof. that's that's how it goes. I mean I feel that's like how it goes, yeah. I feel like we you know, we're suspecting, okay, it's a matinee showing. Uh, the movie theaters really haven't been bumping the last couple of years, you know? And, yeah, no, I, I was not expecting busy. that. They were busy when we went Yeah, in. It was a hot weekend. That was the second second most packed movie I've been to this year, um, just ahead of Super Mario Bros. and just wow. behind uh, Into the Spider-Verse, no, Across the Spider-Verse. So many, so many adjectives yes. or whatever you call those yeah. adverbs. No wonder I can't keep them apart. I was like, isn't that what the first one was called? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this one is called The Dial of Destiny, though. The and, Dial of uh, Destiny. It starts off back in the 40s again. Uh, guess what? Nazis. Because we love to Nazis. watch Indiana Jones versus the Nazis. And that's great. With one particular nerdy Nazi being played by Mads Mikkelsen. That's right. Mads Mikkelsen plays Dr. Fuller. And uh, he's brilliant, as always. But in that first scene, he's a little bit more... What do I want to say? He's got an arc. He definitely has an arc. Yeah, he's not... He's he's not true true villain material yet. He's still right. Still he's more like a flunky under the villain yeah. right now, and yeah. uh, he's, he's a weary. Yeah, he's like playing Hitler's lead archaeologist, and as we know, Hitler was obsessed with the occult. Yeah, and your most important individuals for the occult are archaeologists. That's right, exactly. And um, <laughs> especially adventure archaeologists named Indiana Jones. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> um, so Mads, he's here, and they are actually have the Holy Lance, the the uh, spear that supposedly stabbed Jesus to check yes. if he was dead on the cross. Which historically, there's at least two of them. Which there was oh only one. There was only one in the Bible, but there's at least two of them that actually existed in reliquaries. One was in uh, Constantinople, and the other was in Antioch. And they're both very famous, <laughs> yeah. and they're both gone now. <laughs> and whatever one they had on the, the was this Nazi fake. train was a fake. That's right, because yeah, it was a it's phony. Too, too powerful to have in this movie. Um, instead, <laughs> instead, he uh, Mads Mikkelsen pulls out and says, "Hey, let's give the Fuhrer this." And I hate that I'm referring yeah, to him. He as pulls that. out. He pulls out the uh, anti-Kytheria. <laughs> Doesn't he just pull it out? I don't remember where it came from. Yeah, yeah. It was just you. Just all you said was he pulls out and like <laughs> left him at that. And I was just like he pulls out. All he right. pulls out. So he takes out the anti-Kythera, this beautiful half thing gearbox thing, 
which like yeah. the Antikythera is real. Okay, it is something that we've actually found, but it is a rusty, fallen piece of crap because because <laughs> we found it on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> like if you, pick, but we don't know what it was. We don't. We have no idea what it what it does. This movie does have an idea. Though. I've never really heard the Archimedes connection to this device. Um, um, he was an owl. He was an owl to Minerva. That is correct. Slash Athena. Uh huh. And um, to uh, and to Merlin. And to Merlin. That That's Disney right. Movie. That's right. He was. Yeah. But he was also a mathematician that actually probably existed in Syracuse, uh, a Greek. Uh, this movie knows that he existed. They prove this it. movie. They prove it. Um, yeah. So they they say that the Antikythera. I'm like ruining the opening part of the movie. They say that Antikythera okay. is the only uh, physical archaeological evidence that this man existed. But in real life, we don't know where the Antikythera came from. We just know that it's came from Archimedes. It, we he just know that it is a gearbox that is more advanced than anything that we have found. They would not have lied to us in this movie, Blake. And we don't know what it's for. We don't know what this it's movie for. is not conspiracy. Okay, it's fact. He's got a shiny brand new one from the past that's shiny and brand new. And it looks nice. It does look nice. And he squares off with CGI Harrison, who is a spy. Uh, he's he's dressed it, like an face SS. Shows so little emotion. It's really incredible. Yeah, and you know it's what very... I think the really weird part about it is watching like young Harrison His Ford old man voice. with the old man voice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> that was when he started talking. Oh man! It's not Harrison's fault. He started fault. talking. I was it's like, not "No, his fault." No, it's not. It's but, not. But it's just—it looks so wrong coming out of that face. Yeah, because we and know the face that is voice. like not making any emotion. We know Harrison's like, voice from that era because we're fanboys. So it's super weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan person. Oh, fan person. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or fanboy with an I at the end. Okay, fanboy. <laughs> Um, yeah, boy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we also meet uh, Toby Jones's character, Basil Shaw. Yay! He's a, a, He's a in Doctor Who. Yes, he is. <laughs> 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 um, so, Toby Jones is also an archaeologist. And but he's not like you know a big spy type fellow like Indiana Jones. They're just yeah, trying to stop this booty train yeah. that the Nazis have, and so they <laughs> they fight against uh, them and get the Antikythera. Over the years, Toby Jones goes obs- well. I do think it's important because I want to talk about this fact. It's important to okay. say that Mads Mikkelsen. They kill Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. That's yeah, right. on the train, gets whacked <laughs> by a pole. Like, the train's going fast. Like, really normally trains like, go like. scars or anything. Like, they could have no. done something. Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, I thought they were going somewhere with it. Because we'll get to it. Right. But. He's also like. It, you know, a normal train. It, a normal train's going like 40 miles an hour. That train was going faster than 40. Oh, yeah, it was going it was probably going 60. Fast. It was out of control. Because of <clears throat> yeah. parts of the plot. 
uh, you know, there was some fun action scenes that went along with that. But God, every time uh, Indiana Jones was turned around, it was just so clearly the double. Like, yeah, <laughs> like from the yeah. side, he looked like somebody else. He looked like, oh God, I had it when this we were watching like- the movie. There was an, like literally, he looked like another actor when he was turned to the side. But it's whatever. Uh, Let's move a- past Aiden that. Aaron Reich or whatever his name is, the young guy in Solo. <laughs> <Aaron> Reich. <laughs> uh, no, he did not. No, look this like is that. a this is a movie that if you're going to go to the theaters to watch it, sitting back. That way you're not yeah, noticing all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, I'm sure that it's not so bad, like, when you get on a television scene, screen and stuff. Like, when you're that close and the the screen is convex, it's going to ruin yeah. the effects. And it really did. A little bit. It, it, I was a little upset about that part, but I was trying... I'm trying to be forgiving of it because I don't know what it's supposed to look like. That That is fair. Right, that's fair. Um, but as you said, they cut from from Nazi train back right. in the golden days to like 25 years later when an 80-year-old Harrison Ford is playing a 68-year-old Indiana Jones <laughs> or however old you want to call it. It's him. 1969, uh, I believe, because they just landed on the yeah. moon. Uh, and that's yep, a big deal yep. in the show, uh, in the background more, not to the plot, really. The only thing that's important to the plot with that is that indiana jones feels that he and the whole field of archaeology itself is growing obsolete um because people are looking to the sky instead of to the past and his his classes are boring now he used to be like super popular but now people are like falling asleep in his classes right except for one person who showed up and answered all of his stuff that's played by phoebe waller bridge uh, who is playing, who was a front runner to play the Doctor in Doctor Who for many that years? That would be interesting. I think. Yeah, they I always liked her as a choice, but yes. I think she's grown too popular for that. Maybe, maybe they did Fleabag, if I recall, on Amazon. I've only yeah. watched the first episode yeah. uh, because, well, she plays a not so great person. <laughs> it's not that easy to watch, but I know a lot of people like that show. Uh, but anyways, yeah. they play Helena Shaw, at least I believe uh, that's her last name. She's Basil's daughter and Indiana yeah. Jones's Toby goddaughter, Jones. Henry Jones. Yeah, you're right. At this point, he's gone by Henry. Well, sorry, sorry. I said I said Toby Jones for Basil. Oh, oh, okay. Just so. <laughs> yes. I didn't, I didn't know if we had actually named him earlier or we if we had just called him Toby Jones. Oh, okay. I did. I'm pretty sure I did. Anyways. She grew up with her dad obsessed with this thing. (laughs) So they get, she's watching, she's auditing his lecture without permission and uh, is answering all his (laughs) questions. And he just happens to be talking about Syracuse and uh, the anti-Kythera. And uh, that's right. Yeah. Just happens to be. Just happens to be. And she has all the answers to that, and, and she meets him in a bar. What a afterwards. cinematic coincidence! He, he gets retired, slash, he is retired. It's like his last day. Yeah. And um, they meet at a bar, and he's like, uh, I'm celebrating. You know, it's not, I'm not just drinking in the middle of the day, even though he put a shot in his <clears throat> coffee. And um, <laughs> yeah, he's he and Marion are also getting a divorce. Uh, Karen Allen does have a small part to play 
in this, but they're getting a divorce because Mutt died in Vietnam, I'm guessing. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Mutt How died upsetting. in Vietnam. Yeah. I honestly thought it was... Real life Tarzan Vietnam. <laughs> um, I really thought that uh, it was an okay way to get a- around having Shia. Like, it, it, it made yeah. sense. Like, it's 20 years in between the mo- in right. between the stories about and you know he like i i really actually enjoyed what they did with him and marion's relationship i just wish there was more karen allen in it if they were gonna put her in agreed it. <laughs> anyways I agree with you. uh they start getting chased by these cia people and these goons that are working with the cia the one cia agent that's important to note is played by Seanette Renee Wilson, who plays, the agent's name is Mason. And she yeah. she's pretty cool, and she's trying to keep these goons that are, like, some for some reason working with the CIA in line. Yeah. But they all work for Dr. Voller, Mads Mikkelsen. And Mad Mikkelsen right. helped, uh, after the war, you know, changed his name. Uh, so that he could, you know, not be recognized as a Nazi war criminal. Yeah. <laughs> and, so he could work for the and American that's government. Right. Get us to the he moon. He helped us get to the moon and got a gaggle of racists to get behind him. Uh, a couple yes. of them are Boyd Holbrook, uh, who plays Clabber. And I didn't know if you heard my joke in the theater, and I want to know if you did hear my joke. Okay. Because uh, they, Boyd showed up on screen, uh-huh. and you said, oh boy, uh-huh. because of his mustache. Uh-huh. And I said, no, oh Boyd. <laughs> and then I laughed, but you didn't laugh at all, so I didn't know if you had heard it or not. <laughs> I was like, you just repeated what I said. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, that's uh, that's the uh, the no, the oh eye boy. guy, the Corinthian and Sandman. That's boy. right. That's where I recognize him. Yeah. From. Well, anyways, he plays a American neo Nazi in this, uh, which yeah. works for him. Trigger happy. Yeah, and very trigger yeah. happy. Yeah. Uh, he uh, wants to shoot everything. Another that's one his only was character trait. Hawk. The other the other one playing opposite him was Hawk, played by <clears throat> uh, Olivier uh, Richter's. And he is just ginormous. <laughs> okay, I was wondering if he was the big guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah, just he's huge. so huge. Like, I'm like, I, like, sometimes I watch big people on screen and I'm like, is that what it looks like when I enter a room? Like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, like, that guy is like, take take uh, Harrison Ford as he is in this movie and like... Make him three times ha- taller right. and three times wider, and that's yeah. like Harris, like the, that's Hawk. I mean, yeah, like huge motherfucker. He's huge. In fact, there is this. Really and he punches funny Harrison scene. once, I think, and I thought that was it. I was like, uh, yeah, Harrison's, Harrison's dead. Like, There's another time I was just about to talk about where Indy punches him, and he's just like, <laughs> oh my hand, and just like runs away. Yeah. Like you know, it's well, a see, classic that, take, but like Harrison yeah. Ford does a good job at it. Yeah, he does a good, but that's that's part of my problem with this movie is like it really is just like what Easter eggs or what like what references can we get away with, right? Because like 
He says the it should belong in a museum line twice. Yes, yes. He does that, punch him, and he's just like, ow, fuck, and he goes, runs away. Like, right. you have a lot of sound thing. effects they, that are heard over and over again. for a long time to do the hat thing. Yep, yeah, they did, they yeah, that's right. They did, they did, they did tastefully hold their, their ways with that one for yes. a while. Um, there's a lot. There, like, even the Mary, like, he has one interaction with Marion towards the end of the movie, which is, it's sweet. Yeah, I like it. It's very circular motion for the entire franchise. Right. But it still is just a reference to another thing that came before it. Right. Like, it, that's this whole movie is just like, you know, yeah, it's it's so many references of what came before that after a while I was like, I'm tired. Like, my brain was just like, oh, I'm tired of seeing all these things and just from a filmmaker's perspective, just like noticing what it is, it just kept pulling me out of the experience because right. I'm just like, oh, that's right. It's an Indiana Jones movie. We have to do that. Speaking like, of references, we do <clears throat> have John Reese davies returning as yeah, Sella. That, yeah. He's not a big part of the action in this. But he does have a couple of sad. roles. It does make me a little sad, too. But, uh, you know, they do this scene where he's like, let me go with you, Indy. I, I, I want to have another adventure. Yeah. And he's like, this isn't it. Almost causes so. him to get hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, like, they're just both just, very it's... old. And uh, right. Harrison's like, no, I'm not going to drag you into this. I'm probably going to get killed. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, sad to me because John Reese davies churned down coming back for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because he's like, I'm not coming back unless my character's important. Right. And then now, you know, like 20 years later or 10 years later, however long ago that movie was, it's just like, he's like, eh, fuck it. I'll come back for a minute right, and a half. Right. Sure. See, he still had a lot of uh, Gimli fame uh, back in yeah. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Uh, he had the water clout. <laughs> <laughs> so he he though i do think that he's kind of important to this because he keeps indy's in bad shape after mutt died yeah. and marion left he's in bad shape and sulla does kind of keep an eye on him and you know he has his grandchildren there and stuff like that and that was fun yeah. to see uh, you know, this Welsh guy have all these Egyptian ki- uh, grandchildren. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and talk about his Egyptian heritage yeah, and everything. Yeah. I'm just like, ooh, I'm yeah. Like, I was remembering what Blake was saying right. about this being a little bit of a <laughs> questionable thing. Uh, but, you know, uh, it's, it's it, all right. Yeah, it's, it's, he's a beloved classic character, I believe. In my opinion, he plays the character very tastefully, but mm-hmm. it, it could. You know, I kept thinking, though, throughout the whole movie, because all these fa- like familiar faces kept popping up, I was just like, all right, and Kei Kwan's going to be popping up. That would have been so fun. It would have been fun, but at, after a while, I was kind of like, it was so, like, way too right. familiar that I was like, please don't do if it. They please did don't it- do it. And thankfully, I will, I will spoil that they don't do it. He yeah. would have had a been a main character if they did it. Where where were we next? Oh yeah. Uh, um. Really, like I just think uh, we really to... talked about what it's about I, without giving away everything that happens. They do go to Sicily because that's where Syracuse is. Right. 
trying to think of like where else they really travel. They don't do a lot of travel. They might go to Egypt. They go underwater. They There's go, one scene they where they go, go underwater, underwater to explore something. That uh, was that is that was right. somewhat interesting. Uh, Antonio Bandera is what is the <laughs> character. He's yeah. the best frogman in Spain, Ronaldo. Uh, and oh my yeah, gosh. he walks with the cane, but he's a great diver. His whole screen time, I think. It took me his whole screen time he's to scruffy. realize who it was. He was scruffy yeah. in it, yes. He was, yeah. Uh, and and he, I was sitting there because like, all I had was his voice because so, like, he, he kept saying things. And I would just be like, oh, that sounds so familiar. Who is this? And then like after a while, I was like, oh. Antonio? <laughs> <laughs> they do go to Tangier. I remember that. That's where. Uh, oh yeah. That's where yeah. Harrison, like, rather, Indy re meets up with Helena, and working under Helena is uh, uh, a young teenage boy named Teddy, who we almost yeah, forgot. He's, he's a local Tangier boy named, uh, uh, played by Ethan Isidore, and he's yeah. trying to learn how to fly. By just having like mock dials and a mock yoke in front of him, like he's going through all the motions, he's built his own simulator essentially, yeah. but it's all in the mind's <laughs> eye. And eventually, he has to fly a plane, a plane that he doesn't actually know anything about. No. Uh, yeah, it's fun, it's scene. fun, scene. it's really fun. He reminded yeah. me of Anakin. Uh, honestly. <laughs> I want to, I honestly want to get to that. Let's go ahead and say, like, um, I'm sorry, people, if you don't want spoilers skip to the very last like i don't know five minutes of this podcast maybe because i think it's time to talk the MacGuffin and okay. and that final arc because i think that's that's the most important thing i want to talk about okay the spoilers finale. happening now to avoid spoilers go to minute 40 second 20 Boop. now here we are um the MacGuffin. The Dial of Destiny. Uh-huh. They discover that it's a time travel device. It can open up right. or discover. It can tell them the location of a Fissures. time fissure. Fissures. Fissures. Yeah. And, like, the idea is that, like, I don't know. I don't remember Mads how wants it happens. to go back and well, yeah. kill Hitler and then become Hitler. That's what he I was. Wants. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how the fissures happen. They explain it, but like, it's oh stupid. yeah, like, I, like not enough. It's something. It's supposed to be like, oh, yeah. only Archimedes really understood it. You know, kind of. Yeah, thing. and and they happen in the sky, so it's just like you know that's why yeah. people wouldn't really notice it is because it just it happens and it's like in the middle of a storm and you know most people are inside or not looking up during a storm, so like that makes sense. Yeah, it's covered. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you don't um, do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, Mads is like. You find out that Mads is the kind of Nazi that wants Nazi to win, but doesn't like Hitler. Yeah, um, like he, he likes he can do it all of not all of Hitler's ideas. He just thinks Hitler's <clears throat> an idiot and made too many mistakes. Yeah, yeah. which isn't wrong. I mean, it's like, not that it isn't true. It. I mean, the fact that he made a lot of mistakes, but yeah, like that's the part where that he. Uh, you know was right that's not true he definitely was not right <laughs> no yeah yeah he was not was, true yeah 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 he was not right yeah at all like hitler bad hitler nazis bad, bad. Uh, we're just gonna um, put and that so is there. mads mickelson yeah mads mickelson is still a bad nazi he's just a different type of bad nazi yeah. he's a bad nazi that hates hitler yeah which is kind of like 
enemy of my enemy at this point. But uh, you don't want him no. to go back in time and become to get rid of Hitler. Hitler. You don't want him to be better yeah. Hitler. <laughs> Even though he can apparently survive uh, getting hit by a post going... 70 right. miles an hour or whatever. So that's what I really want to talk about is they they set it up that and this is one of the biggest problems with the movie in my mm-hmm. opinion is all these weird setups. Um they set it up that when he first meets Harris uh in Indiana Jones mm-hmm. after that opening introduction scene Harrison sorry Indiana Jones I don't know why I keep wanting to go with his person. Indiana Jones uh he he says I know you you know, and and right. and Mads Mikkelsen, Jurgen Voller is just like, who are you? I don't know you. Yeah. And like, my first thought is, oh, okay, time travel. This guy's gonna go back. This is gonna be our guy at the beginning uh... of the movie. You know, that would explain why this guy is able to walk around with no issues. But they. But didn't then do you that. find out that he does know who <laughs> Indiana Jones is. And so then I'm like, oh, okay. So this guy might be some kind of weird, like, you know, he's he has fake body prosthetics or whatever to cover uh, the horrible um, scarring from being hit by a post. He's going to be the red skull. Is exactly. No, none of that. He apparently can just survive getting hit by a post going 70 That's miles right. an hour and have no scarring issues. You know issues. what? Maybe he did an Indiana Jones thing and he jumped and, and latched onto it. No, he he. De- you definitely heard a pong. I know, and saw his body pretty, go flying. I was like, "Oh, they just brought Madsen to kill him." Okay, <laughs> that's what I thought too. I was just like, "Oh, damn!" I thought he was going to be the villain, right. but I guess he just wanted to be an Indiana Jones. And movie. that's exactly how I felt about Shanat Renee's character. To, to since we're doing yeah. spoilers, they die, and it's yeah. like <laughs> there's another one that was just uh, yeah, like like completely she like, like she was what are you setting important? up here? Yeah, and she just was not in the in the long run of things. Like she's trying no, to reel back her. these proud boys, I'll call them, and <clears throat> good nerd, good word. Yeah, and she can't because she has absolutely no control over them until the CIA no. calls her and is like, "Yeah, we're pulling the plug on this. Your your boys are crazy," and she's like, "I know that." Now I'm going to tell them that we're grounded, and then they killed her. Yeah, so it really then they just shoot her. No, yeah. no real point. It's dumb. But I really like no. Shanette's presence. It's very good. Yeah, she did a good job. Yeah, but they don't. They just don't, they don't utilize her. her at all. No. Another um, before we get to the finale, talking about the finale, um, another setup issue that they had is with a lot of the humor. Like I didn't understand a lot of what felt like should have been jokes. So for example, um, there's a moment where, you know, Harrison, I don't know. Why do I keep doing that? There's a moment where Indiana Jones is just like, you know, he's being led out by the proud boys. They've got him and everything. They walk out into a a parade where you, well, a protest where you have people chanting, you know, against the Vietnam war and all that kind of stuff. Right. And they're already chanting. That's already that's already happening, and they go out there, and Harrison starts chanting with them to rile them up. They're already riled up, yeah. and then all he does is turn that chant into a punch, and like it, it makes no sense. It's like if if there was nobody, if there was nothing going on, if it was just a parade, uh-huh. and he goes out there and stirs up the protesters, kind of like even though I hate to do this, but in 
Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, when they're in the diner uh-huh. and he uses the the jackets versus the the leathers, like when he, right. he turns the the those people the greasers versus the leather, right. uh, the letterbacks against yes. each other. Yeah, the preppy. Kids. If he creates a distortion, it makes sense. I under I would have understood if he was going out there and creating some kind of distraction right. so he can get away. He just acts, but he's already going out into a distraction. Like yeah. I don't understand what that scene was about. He excellent. Like, he escalates it like an escalator, <clears throat> and then but he didn't. <laughs> Hell no, we won't go. He came up with it. <laughs> that's yeah, that, yeah. He came up with it. that's true. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He did. He was the first to say it. No, but there's another one too where him and Phoebe Waller Bridge are uh, confronted by, and I think it's like in the exact same scene almost. But they're confronted by like cops with guns and everything, and and Andy is, like holds up his hand. He's like, "All right, everybody, put your guns down." And then a car pulls up behind them, and they put their guns down and get yeah. in their car and go away. And then they turn around and see the car behind them, and some rando gets out. Yeah, they and talked just, like, about him. They it, did. He was an exposition, barely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's just like we didn't know who he was. No, not so it's just like they should have they should have set him up some way. Yeah, because it's like it felt like that was supposed to be one of those funny moments where Indy's like, "I talked them down," and then it turns around and you see the actual threat. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, he's the big but it really guy. That does you not turn come across that way. The big guy's right behind you. Yeah, and he's and yeah. he's not really. And it was so poorly. And there's so much of that in this movie <laughs> that it's that. just like it. It feels like. It feels like they had great ideas right. or like textbook ideas that should have worked, but they had no idea how to set them up. It's not, it seems and, and like mid scene at some point, the director's like, I think this is funny. This should be funny. Um, yeah, I do. I do right. feel like that sometimes. However, I did. I did get a kick out when he stepped out of the car. He's in pajamas and uh she's like well, you're in pajamas and she's he's like yeah my dad came to my room and woke me up and said that this woman who has disgraced us so much was back in our hotel and then he gave me this machete <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know why that was funny yeah. to me <laughs> it was all right i don't know i don't think i really laughed uh until the end of this movie mm-hmm. and let's go ahead and let's talk about the ending okay um they time travel don't don't That's the take exciting me, part. leave me here leave me here to wreck his leave me here let me stay here it honestly would have made more sense if he had stayed there yeah, i think your I wife said that too that. i thought they were going to do that yeah but they, so here's what happens is they go through a time fisher, two mm-hmm. planes go through the time fisher. Right. Uh, one plane has, you know, Mads Mikkelsen and, a, and Boyd Holbrook, uh, Indiana Jones and Helena Shaw. That's right. Uh, and then the other plane, the other plane has Teddy, the young, not short round boy. That's right. And uh-huh. some rando stranger who was supposed to be flying the plane but fell asleep and then Teddy jumped yeah. in and didn't know he was back there. It looks uh, to me so they're like in the middle of Greece at this point. So it seems to me that this is a pilot who makes his money doing like small charters and stuff. And right. he's just asleep in his yeah. plane and he wakes up and this boy what is driving fucking... his plane <laughs> into the storm. Into a storm. Yeah. It's like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? They don't speak the same towards, language. I thought that. Towards the fun. eye of the storm. Even. Yeah. He's like, what oh the hell God. are you doing? 
Yeah, I felt so bad for that guy. That's that's when I first started those like started laughing because that guy was hilarious. Because I felt so bad for him because yeah, I don't think subtitles. he was a Nazi or anything. No, no, he was just like, a Greek guy, and he, yeah. his subtitles were pretty fucking funny. Yeah, he, he's just like, what in the hell? And they go through the eye of the storm. Um, but unlike what Mads Mikkelsen thought, they don't go back to early World War Two or, right. or mid World War Two because his calibration uh, was off. Yeah, they go way back. They yeah. go back to the, what do they call it? The Siege of Syracuse? The Siege of Syracuse. Remember. So this is when uh, Rome was taking over the rest of Italy. And because, as we said, Syracuse is uh, in Sicily, which is at the very south of mm. the peninsula. And up until that point, the culture in Syracuse was Greek, while most of the other cultures around them were Latin. But not Roman. Gotcha. This is before, like the Romans sp- spoke the same language, the Latin language, but they were all mm. city states, kind of like the Greek were too. And then they became an empire. Uh, well, the Republic at this point. No, right. it's the empire at this point. Just, just gotcha. barely. No, wait. It's two hundred something BC. <laughs> I get confused because they kept on saying two thousand years ago, but it's more than that. Because it really is, it, it, and I keep on yeah, thinking two twelve, two twelve BC. Yeah, yeah, and I keep on thinking from our perspective, two thousand years ago is still in the uh, common era. So it, it was very confusing that part. The, them just saying two thousand. In fact, the first time I thought he said two million years ago, and I was like, okay, I don't know Archimedes that well. Maybe that was a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, not that many years ago. Well, like I was thinking, you know, because he's he's like I was thinking that he was kind of a mythological hero. The world's only six thousand years old, like No, shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's flat. That's another thing this movie well, got that's wrong. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, no, that was one of the funny things is that uh, um, uh. The reason that it doesn't work, the, the little device, I guess the reason it doesn't work is because, as Harrison pointed out, as Indiana Jones pointed out, man, that's really weird to me. I don't know why. Yeah. But uh, he doesn't feel like Indiana Jones. Maybe that's it. He he feels so broken and old. No offense at he all. Is that's what his character Henry is. Henry Jones at this point. He yeah, is. exactly. Uh, but but he, he points out that Archimedes wouldn't have known about continental drift. That's true. And therefore this device isn't going to work the way they thought it would and lo and lo and behold it doesn't it takes them all the way back to 212 bc yeah uh where we finally get the most beautiful scene in the entire movie which is two well one nazi plane shooting upon the ships of the <laughs> romans and and the greek people on shore it's fabulous <laughs> Like, I can't believe they went here. Like, I was, oh, I was really enjoying that scene. It was great. Yeah. Like, the, the planes getting Holbrook. shot down by the ballistas was pretty good. Yeah. Like, the Romans are like, they, they we got must take out their dragons. It. Right there. <laughs> it was a That's ballista right, they bolt. called them dragons. It was a I loved that. Roman that really ballista bill. And, really uh, and then they crashed the plane. They crashed the Nazi plane. Mm-hmm. In the past, yep. in 212 BC, um, and Indiana Jones wants to stay behind, and really he should have stayed behind because, as your wife pointed out, 
if he stays behind, it would make sense why we wouldn't have seen any of those things historically in the ruins of this world or this culture. I mean, um, but because he could have taught them how to destroy it all, basically, right. he could yeah. have, you know, gotten rid of all the evidence. But since he doesn't stay behind, how have we not seen the ruins? Well, because of an Archimedes was smart. Yes. <laughs> he knew that this thing couldn't stick around if, because well, it would, would ruin he? it. Why? I mean, he knew they were from the future, and if he's if he is truly as uh, a as smart of a philosopher as they say, then he could say he wore a fucking they would watch never, to his death. That is true, but nobody but robes have long sleeves, Greg. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you can't hide a Nazi plane. <laughs> all right, all right. I think we're done with this spoiler wall. Let's do our closing statements. Let's do it. Yeah, I I think it's fine. It's it's better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but at the same time, it's another not needed entry in this franchise. I'm happy it's the final one. I hope they stick to it being the final one and don't do spin-offs or anything. Just let it die. Right. Let the franchise be. Um it was it was fine what it is. Uh the set pieces are fine. Like everything about this is fine. What's disappointing is that another fine aspect of the film is John Williams' score. I wanted his score. Like I, I love John Williams, and I was right. like, I was really excited to hear his music again, and it was okay. It, it, it kind okay. of just meshed well with the movie, it and was that was it. it. Didn't score. wow me or anything. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was kind of disappointing, actually, just that it was just a fine score. But other than that. You know, if you love indie, check it out, enjoy it, have a good time. But if you don't, it's two and a half star film. It's a better cap than the Crystal Skull. It's a better cap to the yeah. franchise than the Crystal Skull. Yeah, but if if you don't like Indiana Jones, you know it's a two and a half star film. So just wait to see it on DVD or whatever. You know, <laughs> stream it. Yeah, if you're a big indie fan, I do think watching it on the screen is nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think, think it's necessary though. Yeah, I probably could have waited. Um, I know that I s watched the Crystal Skull in theaters, you know, and if I was alive, I would have tried to watch the other three in theaters because I like this franchise, right. I like the character. Well, we did watch them, but we had to watch them <laughs> in government facilities. That's right. It was more of a, a single projector. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, my closing statement. I give it a full face. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it more than some other Indiana Jones movies, but it's not also the best. It's very much middle ground. In fact, I might put it right at the middle. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so, actually. What is, what do you think is the best Indiana Jones movie? I think we are in agreement. Yeah, I would say the the worst is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull mm. um, because aliens, and then <laughs> the best is The Last Crusade because that Sean Connery yeah. uh, Harrison Ford chemistry. The Last Crusade is a just a great fine movie. I I the, this is. franchise will never beat it. Um, so they should stop. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. My least, though, like I think will. I put the Temple of Doom <laughs> at the bottom because it is honestly just offensive. 
<laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's really fair like uh, but the second one for me it's the third and the first one are wonderful and yeah. then everything else is kind of just like yeah, yeah if you want to Indiana jones movie yeah i agree yeah i can agree well i think that was our show that is it that's done yeah that was about four minutes after the the Spoiler wall fell down, so it was close to about right. I don't have to do anything for this, and I like that. Uh, so, thank you for listening. Love you all, Couch Potatoes. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless but... Leon. <laughs> Safe travels, and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com. Or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. Or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.